Hello and welcome to Campus Comics Cast, a monthly podcast where we'll a group of people here will go through the previews catalog, kind of point out some things we're excited about, some we're not so excited about, and uh, just try to see what we have going on. Uh, I'm Mike No, the owner-operator here at Campus Comics in beautiful Carbondale, Illinois. This is Scott Reed. This is Dan. And this is Mike Atchison who from now on will be Mike A. or Atchison. (laughs) (laughs) To avoid confusion. So I guess let's just jump in and start going through the catalog here. Anything anybody want to start with? Just going to start at the beginning, start at Dark Horse. Sounds good. I guess the first thing that I'd say about Dark Horse, if you're a Mike Mignola fan, then it's a good month for you. (laughs) Yeah, there seems to be really hitting that a lot. Oh, can we talk about something before Dark Horse real quick? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, This one has got the listings for the Halloween Comic Fest for this year. Okay. Is that something the store's participating in, or where are we with that? We will probably have the books as far as an event at this Mm -hmm. point. I'm not really sure on Mm -hmm. that. Probably not at this Mm -hmm. point, but maybe you know work something up on that later on right but we'll have the books some of them right. so people can come in and grab those yeah all day we'll, we'll offer that thing yeah yeah mike checked earlier and you're actually supposed to order those two months ago yeah so <laughs> we're, we're a little bit behind the curve on that and i don't know whose fault that was but you know hey you know <laughs> oh so after the yeah on page 58 uh, i'll jump to 58 and uh there's a this is one shot called New York. It's like a play on New York, where it looks like it's a, a one-shot graphic novel. Uh, looks kind of interesting. So if you're into post-apocalyptic stories, uh, I think that looks kind of cool. Okay, who's writing that? Uh, Stephen Wool. Nobody. Wool? Yeah, Stephen Wool. Nobody I've oh, heard yeah. of. Okay. But all right. Um, but it does look pretty cool. It just looks interesting. They got a little sample it art does. page on page. Uh, Was it 59? Okay. Yeah. So you can kind of see what it's going to look like. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it looks nice. Anybody else got anything in Dark Horse that's tickling their fancy? I'm not reading a whole lot of Dark Horse right now. For me, the only thing really in here they've got is Usagi Ojimbo again. You know, mm-hmm. it's just been going on for quite a while. It's one of those a books I've always time. thought about jumping into. I got a couple issues when I was probably 10 buying Ninja Turtles books. Right. Because of the crossover with that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels almost like I'm kind of late to the game on that. Right. But uh, it looks like they've got some different you know collections available in here that might be a good that's cool start to it i see just before where you started i see they're doing something else with the escapist here too you know just putting out a a trade paperback of that michael shaban's escapist and that that was some really good stuff you know i've heard about people being uh confused with that thinking there was really silver age escapist books coming in looking for old stuff you know but that's kind of the setup of that book as they imply that but it's not a thing it was created specifically to tell those stories and acting like there was a character back in the silver age that there was that so pretty cool stuff too i'd like to talk about or or, or speak on the the sherlock frankenstein which dan you mentioned earlier but uh I, i i currently am buying the um, Black Hammer series, and it's you know it's been lauded for a while, mm-hmm. and with good reason. So I, I definitely need to jump in here. I know we're on issue two already, and I'm I'm one behind. But uh, shame on me. <laughs> well, I don't think it's come out yet. I think it's just been offered. I don't think okay. it's shipped yet. So you should still be yeah, on the ground all the stuff for is that. Shipping. Yeah, this October is October. November. 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 Yeah, yeah we're actually shipping November. Yeah. Yeah, we should be mentioning that. I guess we're looking at the September 2017 previews for stuff that starts shipping in October or November. Then, yeah, I need a calendar in front of me, or I'm no good. I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. 
So anything else in Dark Horse? Or are you ready to move move on to one of the big boys? I'm good. 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 DC. Good. All right. Starts off with Doomsday Clock, new series. Hopefully going to start figuring out all that Watchmen <laughs> stuff that's yeah. been going on. <laughs> I've been hearing good complaining about the slow burn it's they're saying it's a good it's a slow burn but the burn's too slow that kind of thing i don't know how do you all feel about the rebirth and that whole thing i i think it's just right i mean it's the uh it's the goldilocks of of, of comic themes i guess of to me of course i'm un, uh, apologetic in my bias when it comes to some of the dc stuff but i'm also one of the biggest critics when they aren't meeting my expectations and they hadn't up until you know a year and a half ago with rebirth mm -hmm. number one that i was a very sort of jaded dc fan um especially coming off of uh you know batman versus superman uh, <laughs> but it was this doomsday clock i i can appreciate as long as they don't as long as they don't uh i, I think they're missing out on opportunities i think there's other characters you know with the dark matter they're throwing in some some teases about some other characters coming back but uh I, i'm i'm good with the pacing but not the volume of of activity or um even if it's not directly related mm -hmm. to the rebirth uh you know theme uh, as long as they're bringing back some of the core characters and they're just now doing that and i hope they continue did uh did Batman button and Batman flash button did that move that whole story? I haven't read that yet. Did that move that forward uh, any at all? No, they went from the Not twenty yard line to maybe a, a second and eight. Okay. <laughs> you know, it was a fun read. What does that was, mean? Uh, I don't know football. Sports analogies. Oh god! Let's get hooray! Sports ball. You're walking both worlds. You walk in <laughs> yeah. the, the jock and the nerd world. I guess that he who walks in both worlds, Atchison. Yeah. That's what we'll call you. Uh, I've been pretty positive about Rebirth for the most part. Um, it's, I feel the Superman thing has been kind of odd, and this variant cover to the Doomsday Clock kind of bugs me a little bit. Oh, yeah? Because uh, they've kind of tried to have it both ways with their new 52 Superman and then bring back the sort of John Byrne post-crisis Superman and combining them into one character. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I, you know, that's the Superman I grew up with. I appreciate that. I love that character. I really like New 52 Superman, though, too, so hmm. I don't know if that was really necessary. Now we have this variant cover that's on page 75 of the catalog where you have a Dr. Manhattan with Superman in the foreground who is sort of disintegrating or being assembled into clock gears, you know, watch gears. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just symbolic. Is this implying, though, that this Superman has been created by Dr. Manhattan? Mm -hmm. You know, because of what's been going on with Rebirth and that sort of fusing of the characters. Gotcha. I, I, don't, I don't know. If I, don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm crazy about yeah. that. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't need a Superman that's been manipulated by Doctor Manhattan like that. <laughs> I learned a long time ago. Don't get you mad know. too soon. <laughs> oh, for sure. oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. It could yeah. just be Gary Frank came up with a cool concept for a cover. Right. Right. You know, and it's just symbolic of the bigger themes of the story. Mm -hmm. Well, you as know. to their efforts in combining some of the best or the most accepted features of different incarnations of Superman. Mm -hmm. I think this was a, a pretty good a, attempt, and I think they were pretty successful in it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether they, you know, fall back into some old ways, I don't yeah. know, but I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay so with far. how they did it. Yeah, they definitely, it could definitely could have been a lot worse than what it was. Yeah. You know, but I, I just question <laughs> if it was necessary to begin with. 
Because you were happy enough with the new 52 I was happy enough with the new 52 Superman. I think there were probably some missteps with the characters. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the complaints I heard about it were the old guard of, he doesn't have the S-curl. Where are the tights? Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, we have to move these characters forward. Forward. It's not, you're not Mm -hmm. dealing with 1938 Superman either. Right. You know, it's like, these characters evolve. That was kind of my big issue with the new 52, was it didn't go far enough. We're victims huh. of our own you know. histories. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in, you know, in the 60s, the readers, very few of them remembered right. what Superman was like in the 40s. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were rotating, some, recycling some of the same mm-hmm. stories for right. new audiences. Mm-hmm. But that's a good point. We, and I'd, I'd almost venture to say a good, at least over half of readers really know that there's multiple incarnations of characters and universes over the last 20 30 years and we just happen it's like we're yeah we, we need to have our minds wiped just like identity right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we forget but, there's a lot of readers that their flash was wally west not barry allen yeah, so <laughs> I, I forget that yeah. i tell you what it's not just us dc forgets this sometimes because a few years ago when Dick Grayson took over as Batman mm-hmm. a lot of readers brought up the prodigal story from the 90s after Nightfall yeah. mm-hmm. they had they said at a convention that they didn't think that there was that amount of readers that were still around that remembered that story I huh. grew up reading it I read you know the Batman Robin Batman Inc stuff like I remember when that story happened I've read both you know as they were happening mm-hmm. you know it's like there isn't the turnover I think there used to be with you know the readership Right. Yeah. yeah. To Not the point where even DC Comics didn't think. When you, you know, mentioned that they Wally were West, Flash, and Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. You made a very good point. Are you you were going that direction? I think in that that was a that was. I mean, there were a lot of years where they were the Flash oh, yeah. and the Green Lantern, and it yeah. became accepted. And to me, even though I'm way older than I want to mention here, <laughs> I. They were Wiley West is my favorite oh, Flash. Yeah, Wiley West is my Flash. That's Kyle what I grew really. was my favorite Green Lantern. And I uh, got, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm older than hey, you, so yeah, no. Well, so, I think you brought something so more nope. than, than oh, for sure. But, uh, well, that's, oh yeah, that's, I know. The, that's the problem though too. Mm-hmm. When you you know you have these post-crisis characters, so many of the Silver Age characters were written with the same identity and the right. same voice for so long. Mm-hmm. After Crisis, really, you know, before there's there's not a great line of demarcation there. But they, you know, the comics got more sophisticated. The writing got more sophisticated. They allowed these characters to have different identities from each other. But then you still have Barry Allen of he was the straight-laced guy Mm -hmm. that was a cop that was the whole, oh, I'm always late for everything, even though I'm the fastest man alive. But it didn't really go beyond that. Same thing with Hal Jordan for a long time until they killed him. Oh, he's got gray temples now, guys. He's way different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then you bring in Kyle and you have someone who can have a personality, you know, Mm -hmm. that they can develop. He could be the new guy in the JLA or, you know, he's the artist and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, we're never going to get through DC if we don't don't move forward. So my my next thing's on page 80. Um, You may got something before that. Hawkman found. I just mentioned it because Jeff Lemire writing, that's usually a good sign. Mm -hmm. So it might be something to check out. Uh, on page 81, we've got Batman in the Signal, which is uh, Duke Thomas in oh, his yeah. new superhero identity. Mm-hmm. I assume the next sidekick will be Batmobile or Batgrapple, <laughs> since we have the Signal here. <laughs> Batman in the Signal. Page 80, 84. I was just going to say, action is getting close to a legitimate yeah. 1,000th issue. So oh, that's something. Issue. Eight, four, what, four months? Yeah. They do yeah, two a month. They do two a month. Yeah, yep. so... Yep, so we're getting there, and then we'll probably see it go back to a 
monthly book instead of twice monthly once they hit that thousand <laughs> i have to plug um aquaman on page 85 and and with dan abnis writing has been I, i've always been a fan of his um i like uh i i, I i'm still the jury's still out on the current storyline um and and why they're you know obviously growing his hair and his beard out again it's it's all pretty obvious yeah. um, yep. but i have faith in dan abnett um and i can't uh, i really do like this um and i won't try to pronounce it but uh sajik say i don't know we should get a pronunciation guide i actually emailed one person asked for a pronunciation for their last name specifically for this tonight and he never got back with me so i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it here in a while <laughs> okay fair uh, enough. i was gonna more. i was gonna say it but since you brought up aquaman my thing right now is it's the best book i don't want to read right now <laughs> it's on my list. i'm getting it it's a good book it's good yeah. but i really like what they were doing before with spindrift station and where that book was and now we have a reboot it's a good book. I'm not saying don't pick up Aquaman. It's not what I want right now. Especially I, pick yours up at Campus Comics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's just, I'm, I'm still yeah. buying it. I'm just really torn because it is a nice book, but it's not what I want right now from Aquaman. So much. Well, they balance you know, some of that out with uh, bringing Dolphin back. And who yeah. can't like Dolphin? But for me, it's always been the thing of when Aquaman's not king of Atlantis, why not? You know what I mean? I know they're doing the whole coup story, and they have the extremists, and there's some other kind of political overtones of this story right now. But so much of my life reading comics, he has not been the king of Atlantis. And I'm just Mm. like, come up with something new. Oh, yeah. You know, but saying that, it's still a good book. It's just not what I want right now, today. My next thing is 108, unless somebody's got something for 108. I got something on 91. The go. Detective Comics 968, Mm -hmm. Return of Tim Drake, Mm -hmm. with a nice uh, homage to an old uh, George Perez cover Mm -hmm. from Lonely Place of Dying. Yep, indeed. That is basically, I bought that as it came out back when I first started collecting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Now, this this is probably the thing I'm most pumped for in the catalog. Really? Just because Tim Drake is my Robin. Huh. He's kind of been mishandled since (laughs) since the new 52. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I hope this is good. Right. <laughs> you know, I think he's it writing. will be, but we'll see oh, what. Kenny and he's he kind of he's the one that's been writing a lot of the Superman stuff and yeah. the Rebirth, right, and getting that pretty well from what people are saying. But you know, hopefully, there's a new status quo for Tim Drake coming out of this, and they handle the character well. Okay. So I, I need to mention on page 96, uh, Justice League of America number 18 and 19, and while I've been Less, I've been pretty tepid in my um, approval of how Steve Orlando's handling that series. The art's been great. Uh, I, I I just love Prometheus, Prometheus as a villain. Mm. So I'm really interested to see how this storyline goes. He's a great villain when yeah. he's handled right. We don't need yeah. Gotham Knights sidekick Prometheus. No, no, no. <laughs> that, yeah. And it's got a great Carlos Danda, I assume how you pronounce it, cover. He did. He was a lot of concept artist for a lot of the Arkham games that Rocksteady did. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. I, as you listen to us, you'll notice that we're we're very uh, DC centric story. <laughs> it's hard for us to get through it because everybody's so high on DC. <laughs> yeah, I think around here. the back end of the catalog, we may be moving a little quicker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's just a lot more excitement around the front part. You said 108. Well, somebody's got something for 108. I'm I'm up to 108. So. 
I'm good. All right, so Wonder Woman, James Robinson writing. That's usually oh, that a uh, sure uh, surefire hit, anything that James Robinson writes. So uh, definitely would throw that out there for some good storytelling. It's like DC knew somehow that I was about ready to ditch Wonder Woman. And <laughs> <laughs> Rucka left, and Liam ne- um, Liam Nielsen <laughs> left. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to read a couple issues. And uh, right when I mentioned to Mike that I was uh, I'm not real happy, like, I'm going to drop it. Then I hear James Robinson's going to do an arc. I'm like, okay. Has I'm this back. run started yet, or is this the first I issue of it? I think that's the start of it, yeah. I think. Okay. Oh well, wait. Okay, so here in the catalog it lists "Children's of the Children of the Gods" part three. So I assume it starts next oh. month. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But this right. is, so but it, it's not out yet. July catalog then. Oh wait, that's still a bi-monthly book, right? Yeah. Twice monthly. One, so. one ten got uh, Tony Isabella returning to a character he created, uh, Black Lightning. Okay. So I'm sure it'll probably be very modernized and. Yep. Probably. And, uh, and then That's the time to tie into the CW issue. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then then the Demon on page uh, oh, yeah. one eleven can't. You know, pass over a Kirby concept. Mentioning that, yeah, I do. I have a, I have a question about uh, Black Lightning. Isn't he's a as Isabella owns that character, right? Or correct? Is or is that? Now, I would assume DC owns the character. He probably has some creator some, rights. Yeah, I think there's some questionable things with Black Lightning, though. I heard I've heard something like that before too. Right. Okay. All right. Um, regardless of what you think of Harley Quinn on page uh, 112, oh, yeah. but Amanda Connor and, and J- Jimmy Palmiotti and and Chad Harden, they they that book's actually quite a bit of fun. So, uh, not necessarily for young kids. There's a lot of innuendo that will <laughs> hopefully go over their head, but it's mm-hmm. there. Well, speaking of Harley <laughs> Harley Quinn on page uh, 114, oh, yeah. Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, <laughs> <laughs> written by Paul Dini. Yep. And Mark Andreco, holy cow. You just seeing yeah. that? Had I better that sign up for that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I had you put it on my list the other day, because uh, people are missing it. Yep. And then that's going to sell out, and people it are going to be getting that yep. on the secondary that's market. That's going to be your Batman, yep. Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, situation. Yep. I would consider what Harley. I did to be over-order on it, but I think I'll be surprised. I don't think yeah. I'll be stuck Harley with completists are going to want it. Yeah. One, for sure. 127? I'm up to 127. So. Okay. You guys passed that already, or nope? Nope. Uh, I I I'm a primarily a trade reader, so I like to read my stuff in trade. So I'm still reading Detective at this point, mm-hmm. and of course Batman with Tom King writing that. Mm-hmm. So both of those trades are solicited this month on 127. I think we're I think on 129 finally getting a collection of the Justice League versus Suicide Squad thing. Finally in trade. I think it's been out in hardcover, but. I think I got one hardcover and it sat there on the shelf. So check really? it out in trade. Yeah, I mean, did it sell well monthly? Like we, it when did. It was coming out yeah, regularly. It really did. Or? It didn't really lose much steam. You know, mm-hmm. it just ran six issues. It was a weekly yeah. book, so people really didn't have time to drop it. That's you true. Know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I tell, it was one of the most enjoyable crossovers I've read in a while. Oh yeah, too. I really like that one. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, it's finally coming out in trade for those of you who didn't want to drop the extra baby. cash for the hardcover. Yeah. Two things in between there that I want to mention, uh, and I, it probably goes without saying about Mr. Miracle, and you mentioned Tom King. I mm-hmm. mean, but mm-hmm. it's not a, a, a comic that probably needs promoted a whole lot. Yeah. But holy. Yeah. Moly. Yeah, that first issue. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 very just intense and very almost disturbing. Mm-hmm. In 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 uh, I I can't recommend it enough, and I I'm down to only one. 
uh, young animal comic, and that's Bug, and it's it's really good. And another Kirby concept. There you go. <laughs> 134, again, on Kirby, Commandy, complete oh. hardcover. Uh-huh. So first, like, 40 issues, which I think goes past oh, where Kirby nice. gets off, it's off of it. Commandy's one of those books I've never read and keep meaning to. Mm-hmm. So something to look at. And then 135, the Judas Contract, Wolfman Perez. And, of course, that one with the first Nightwings, expensive to pick up as a back issue. So mm-hmm. you can get that whole trade. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Well, right. Me well, too. Right. Here's, here's the other thing, though, about <laughs> Titans reprints. Back in the day, the printing process could, couldn't keep up with George Perez's detail. Mm-hmm. If you get those original books still on the hmm. kind of newsprinty paper, it doesn't look that sharp. N- you know, now recolored, computer colored versions of this artwork looks amazing. On better paper, yeah, you know, better paper stock, yeah, so better colors. Bleed in. Yeah. yeah, you can see the detail way better. I prefer, actually prefer the old Titan stuff in huh. reprint to the original. You know, I, I Scott, I can't go past a Justice League <laughs> trade without uh, <laughs> mentioning it because. You know, Bronze Age, Just, Bronze Age Justice League is what got me into comics. And um, if I didn't have every single uh, issue of the, the original run, I'd probably get all of these uh, hardcovers or trades. Or mm-hmm. in this case, well, it's that's the omnibus, omnibus right? yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I can tell you, if anyone wants to get a feel for um, the flair of the '70s, um, and you know, the writing of Len Wein, which we all. Mm know about his passing mm-hmm. recently right correct. I, I, man um he was one of the best As a matter of fact in that group of ween carrie bates elliot s Magan, marty pasco jerry conway lean is rightly listed first mm-hmm. and he he is the bronze age writer for me yeah i like in dc's sort of omnibus program just in general you know i'm getting a lot of the golden age stuff the golden age batman golden age superman you know, I've got the first of the Silver Age of Justice League, and it's like these are books I'm never going to own. Right. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, yeah. that's that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, the but yeah. these are nice, and I prefer this over the archives that they used to do because you get so much more in the collection than just maybe the four or five Golden Age issues that the archives used to do. So, all right. I'm I'm finished with DC. So whatever you got, what do you guys got left? Can I just hit a little bit on the collectible side of it? I'll just hit it real quick. Oh yeah, no, take your time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got some nice statues in here. One of them they're doing, uh, DC collectibles to me is really hitting it out of the, out of the park with the, uh, with some of their, uh, I think they're calling it their icons line. They've done great statues. This one looks nice. It's the Superman, a recreation of the Superman racing the flash, you know, classic issues told multiple times in different ages. Um, I like the statue, but I'm old, so I would prefer Superman wear the red underwear and have the S curl like Dan was referring to us old fogies that can't move right. on is there. So, And then there's a uh, the Batman black and white, which is always a popular line. We've got one customer here that's bought every single one of these. <laughs> Can you know who that yeah. is? Yeah. And even this one is uh, Spy versus Spy. And then right below that, uh, they're doing a great job with the DC cover girls. The Harley Quinn, of course, you know, perennially popular. And going to sell a few of those, I'm sure. So Joelle Jones is one of my favorite newer artists. Gotcha. Um, yeah, she's very good. Right. I think I think on DC's YouTube channel they have a little quick interview with her where she's talking about designing this statue. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool, different you know, different take on it, and I really like it a lot. But that's all I got there. Anybody got the ID- anything in IDW? IDW. I got a couple things in IDW. 
page 174. I was at first when I read this, I was kind of excited, but they actually showed a preview, and then I lost all my excitement. There was a <laughs> there was a Larry Hama exclusive cover for GI Joe 174. They actually show it. Mm. It's some oddball sketch thing in the lower left hand corner, and oh. I kind of lost interest after I saw that. But yeah, uh, that seems like back matter for the tray. Yeah, exactly. Huh. And, and for whatever reason, I'm reading all the Micronauts and ROM stuff on page 175 and 176. You're um, getting all that? I, yeah. Well, that was my thing in the you know 70s and 80s was Micronauts and ROM. So mm-hmm. I was really into them. So I kept up with it. Um, other than that, let's see what else. Oh, and then on 183, these things are super cool, but they're unfortunately super expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, the artist <laughs> editions. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the big one is the Gil Kane. They got a Gil This might be a re-solicit. Uh, I can't remember. Re-offer. Um, but they got the Gil Kane Artist Edition. So if you want to see all the pencil and ink work mm-hmm. on some of these books, uh, that one looks really, really good. And also the uh, John Buscema Silver yeah. Surfer. Yeah, the um, only looks one of really those neat. I ever sprung for was I got one of the uh, early EC editions mm-hmm. of that stuff because that was some of my. I, I had the stuff. Simons and Thor, nice. but yeah. it was just sitting. So I finally yeah. got rid of it. But they're it was awkward, really cool to look at. They're to get yeah. out and look at. Yeah. But they're, they're amazing. Anything else, IDW? Image? Image? No, I'm, 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 I don't have anything with IDW. I have a couple on Image. That okay. Um, 189, number one with a bullet. Um, looks kind of interesting. It kind of reminds me of like if they were to take Black Mirror and put it into a comic book. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, okay. So it's kind of like technology gone wrong is kind of the way that I'm gathering from the solicit here. So if that's something that interests you, might check into that. Okay. Uh, I'm good till 216 in Image, so... You know, looking through, there's always, I always seem to overlook something like image. They usually always put out at least one number one every month. Oh, it's like uh, usually four or five are, number yeah, ones no, every I, month. I mean, that, that just seems to be the thing for that month that, mm-hmm. you know, gets a lot of attention. But so I always have to, there's a guy that's going to join us from time to time, hopefully, uh, Matt, who's uh, all about all things image. So we'll get some feedback from him on that. It seems to me that image is, is the, is the company that lends itself the best to trades. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I guess that's probably pretty obvious, but that's why I don't buy many single-issue images. Uh, I, I buy a trade here and there. Yeah. I see they are doing a trade paperback in offering it this month of Shirtless Bear Fighter, which that book came out of nowhere, and we sold out, and I couldn't get enough to keep Who's that know. by? Um, I've never heard of them before. It's, uh, yeah, talk about butchering names. Jody LaHup and Sebastian Gurner. But yeah, it's just, I mean, it's obviously ridiculous and it's funny. It's supposed to be. It's things like that. But man, people went nuts over it when it came out. Page uh, 216. A book, a, a title that I'm really enjoying is Injection. I don't know that it's for everybody, but it's kind of a hacker alternate world type of a thing and uh, Warren Ellis is writing it uh, it's I unfortunately it's not on a real consistent schedule I don't think so but but I'm I'm a yeah I, injection is something I think it's worth uh, checking into uh, on what on uh, 218 they've got uh, the new series of Kingsman the Red Diamond oh yeah uh, this used to be called the Secret Service mm-hmm. <laughs> when Mark Millar was writing it right uh, now we have a another series being handled by a different creative team and a different writer. So, like, I love Secret Service. I thought it was a great book when it came out. I was mm-hmm. thrilled when they made the Kingsman movie. Um, the new one's not out yet, so I haven't seen that. But uh, I don't know how I feel about this. If I want to oh, stick yeah. with this, 
I really well, like the concept. So is it not like part of Millar World and all that well, stuff? Well, that's the thing. I'm that's not weird. sure why it wouldn't be, or yeah. why it would, at least wouldn't be branded that way. Right. Huh. You know what I mean? Interesting. Who knows? I'm looking at Paper Girls on number 17 on page 222, and uh, while I haven't bought any of the trades yet, I just know that seeing the name Brian K. Vaughn, mm-hmm. it, it's just going to be good. i, yep. I got to say that title's lost some gas in the story you know i mean when it came out it was you know really i guess that happens with everything mm-hmm. once it's not the new thing the new it thing to do but it just seemed to really kind of you know drop you know so i don't know if i can't imagine it's not still good like you said with vaughn you know still yeah. writing it but uh, but yeah it's just kind of really dipped a little bit not that that's a reflection of quality but just an observation sure anybody okay. reading anybody reading redneck no not in the store. There's Matt I was talking about. He's reading yeah. it. There's that was a boy. That was the hot image book, you know, that for came out probably there. about three or four. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those books that for some reason it's just like, oh, my gosh, it's all sold out. Number one's going for 50 bucks on eBay, right. you know, kind of thing. So it's kind of calmed down since then, but it created quite the stir. I don't know if it's not holding up or if it's just one of those flash in the pans, you know. Is Matt reading The Wicked Plus The Divine? Yeah. Yeah, got a couple of guys on that. Wicked I've heard divine. that both ways, the Wicked and the Divine, and Wicked plus the, the Wicked yeah. plus the Divine. I, I, I was just say Wicked and the and Divine. And the Divine is yeah, what I'm, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for Marvel if you guys are Marvel. Yes, sir. ready so. for Marvel. All right, page two. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Guess who's back as Captain America? Um, and I'm not Nolan. No, yeah, no longer. No yeah. <laughs> so Steve Rogers back, and you have Mark Wade writing and Chris Somney art. Yeah. So that's going to be a good thing. Last time they yeah. teamed up, it was not too shabby. Yeah, not too yeah. bad. And then uh, now I got a question for you on blank variant covers. Mm hmm. For the store ordering those, is there anything special? Do you have, are there a, a per issue? Can you get those just like you can any other issue? Uh, Marvel is not consistent with that. You know, sometimes you have to meet their order minimums in order to order those. Sometimes you don't. So it's really a case-by-case basis. If it's something that you're interested in, just ask. You know, I, I can check, but they're not consistent with that. DC is a little bit more consistent for blank variants. You know, you can just order them. Well, they don't offer them as often as Marvel does. DC right. doesn't. So yeah. Yeah, but a lot of times they are, you know, things that it's just their quantities, you know, are just too high for me to be able to do that. You know, I'll say this as a non, um, I mean, I'm I'm not a regular Marvel reader, but Captain America, I'm 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 not uh, because I'm not a regular Marvel reader. I'm not caught up in the oh we knew it was you know it was going to go back to normal <laughs> and using the cosmic cube is going to fix everything and everybody's like ultra analyzing the whole thing that's marketing right right so oh sure you know i think people need to get over that mm-hmm. and enjoy what's good enjoy the right. story exactly yeah. enjoy the Mar- yeah. marvel straight up will tell you their sales are better when people are upset oh yeah so, they've said that in interviews so they <laughs> that's, that's a quote so just remember that people marvel yeah. will intentionally get you worked up because you will buy their stuff then i mean yeah. look at what happened with hail hydra yeah. Right, exactly. You know, right there, that's a perfect example of it. Now mm-hmm. they spun it into the big summer event. Mm-hmm. You know, but right. you know, but yeah, this is probably the thing I'm really looking forward to for Marvel this month is Cap mm-hmm. with Mark Wade. Uh, I subscribe to the Marvel Unlimited 
you know, online program. So I read a lot of my Marvel stuff like that anymore. I'll wait six months. What? But no. I still buy the Star. I still, I still get get, out. I still get the Star Wars monthly. Scott, books. oh thank you. I foresee your so, first editing job. <laughs> but this, having having said that, this is a book I plan on picking up and just seeing how it is because I can't imagine it's bad. Uh, it also has an interesting Alex Ross variant cover and a Stranko cover is, too. Yeah. Stranko. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying lenticular. Two. Oh, that'll be pretty. So we'll have that. But it seems to be, you know, a lot of those this month. And this uh, Alex Ross Captain America one is seems to be a takeoff of the old Iron Man cover, mm. where instead now it is Cap suiting up. Yep. Oh yeah. Page page twenty. Just another. Just talking about a variant cover. So they got a nice Steve Ditko uh, a T-shirt variant cover for Doctor Strange. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I guess. I guess we should talk about the all the renumbering. This is the first month where they go back to the legacy, legacy. numbering. That's why Cap's at six ninety five and Doctor Strange is at three eighty one. Mm-hmm. Um, she Hulk's at like one fifty nine. So it's just all the Punisher two eighteen. So they're going back to their all the previous volumes, coming up with an issue number mm-hmm. and getting you back to where they probably should have just been all along. Yes. So taking basically, this will take essentially all of the volumes between the first volume and the current volume and Correct. bringing them together yeah. in and theory they, and they've got you know graphics online kind of breaking down for each title how it works out some of them are questionable mm-hmm. the other thing is i'm pretty sure that this is the first catalog where marvel hasn't had a number one since oh, like january 2000 wow yeah wow and now okay they're kind of fudging that because we have new series but mm-hmm. now it's number right. 381 as opposed to number one. Sure. Mm-hmm. But technically, this is the first, you know, Marvel solicitation this century uh-huh. that hasn't had a number one in it. Well, wow. I, I, I'm, I'm, my OCD in collecting makes me happy when they consolidate mm-hmm. these things yep. because I want everything mm-hmm. in its place and a place for everything. But um, I could see where it would be difficult for some oh, yeah. to go okay now how do i fit this this, into, this will trigger right? my ocd uh, and where do i put this yeah right. just as we were when i when i bought the store just trying to put trades the marvel trades in right. order on shelves like basically in chronological reading order it's just like, it's impossible you're, yeah you're being, spending more time online trying to figure stuff out than you're actually doing yeah. work i mean being a dc guy that hasn't been too big of an issue for me other than like superman and, and just right. for the audience dan is so easy OCD, he alphabetized it and calls it CDO. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Atchison is just bitter about how we've been organizing the back room. (laughs) 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 And on my crazy rules. I'm I'm good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm I'm jumping up to page 36 is where I'm heading. So. Speaking of, this would technically should have been a first issue, <laughs> right. but Power Pack issue number 63, which is continuing the original numbering, so there hasn't been a Power Pack series since the original Power oh. Pack series. Huh. So uh, I just I read these as a teenager and thought they were terrific. Louis Simonson and uh, you know John Bogdanave, or however you pronounce his last name, on on the art early on. So uh, I will probably pick up this one just for you know old times sake yeah nostalgia thank you yeah i second that and 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 only i never read the original volume but uh devin grayson um was in my mind one of the has just been an underrated writer she wrote a a volume of uh teen titans in the what early 2000s scott i don't know Um, (laughs) don't put me on the spot (laughs) and um it was right after the dan jurgens titans reboot and 
actually, it just it was a really good series. So that's the other thing too. I don't. No, I was just thinking that this the other day though, for no reason I think was I can't think of anything Devin Grayson's done lately. No, I just thought of her the other day for some reason. I'm thinking what she's been, what has she been doing? But here she is on Power Pack. Is anyone else? I'm glad to see it. Seen anything lately from her? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a story there. I'm just seriously yeah. putting that out there. I, I don't know what the deal just, would be. I want to say I heard that she was maybe working in Hollywood, maybe doing oh, yeah. something. Uh, but I might be wrong. Going on to the real world of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those on page 37. Uh, again, the, the original series ended at 125, so this is technically would have been another yeah. first issue. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's weird. They got CM Punk, who's like a mixed martial right. artist, yeah. doing the writing on hey, this. He has, he has only lost one match in MMA. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. How many does he have? <laughs> He's only had one match oh, in okay. MMA. <laughs> I was thinking that might be it. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Tells you what I know about, about mixed martial arts. Again, so now he walks in both worlds. That's right. MMA and well, he's exactly. done. He's, well, yeah, because you came. He's done, into... he's done some other random here and there things. From yeah, Marvel he did too. Yeah, okay, yeah. just like his first thing. Yeah, but, maybe uh, of this profile though. Page uh, page forty three. Uh, this cover scares me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the right, title, yeah. yeah, Death of the Mighty Thor Part Two. So mm-hmm. because. The Thor with the, I don't know how far we're going into spoilers and stuff, but with the female Thor, these stories have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's could be drawing an end to that, uh, to that storyline. Right. And Jason Aaron, we, we trust. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good writer. See, 44, you know, of course, happened last month, you know, that Sam Wilson's back as Falcon and, you know, with yeah. everything that came out of the Secret Empire and, Surprise, surprise, Steve Rogers is Captain America again, like Dan was mm-hmm. saying. And all this is, stuff, this, so. is this ghost Tony Stark on Invincible yeah, Iron Man? I don't know. Is it non-AI? Yeah, really, right? I'm assuming this is a, hey, we're going to premiere this great armor on USA Today and ruin it for everybody right. so we can't show it <laughs> yeah. here in the solicitation. Yeah. Right, comic yeah, or well, show a picture of a toy first. Or, yeah. uh, in some ways, I think Marvel may, may be making the right decision on a lot of this stuff because, like, up until recently, if you were uh, watched all the Captain America movies and you walk into a comic book shop and it's like, hey, I want to read Captain America, yes, well, right. Cap's not Steve Rogers or he's a bad guy. Oh, well, how about Thor? Well, we got a female Thor exactly. instead of the... Oh, right. what about uh, Incredible Hulk? Well, Bruce Banner's dead. Oh, mm-hmm. well, how about... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's Man. different. Well, yeah. no, it's, oh, a, he's, it's a he's, teenager. Yeah, so that has been a challenge just as a shop owner people that do get interest from the movies and do want to come read comics you can't buy those unless you buy old collections mm-hmm. of right. the characters that they want to see or read about you know whereas <laughs> again back to dc guess what diana prince is still wonder woman yep. right. you know it's just like they have toyed with those things but just not with the frequency that marvel did <laughs> you know and as much success as they're having with their movies you would think they would you know, keep that a little straight. Um, and again, kind of flipping through the stuff and see all the Netflix tie-in stuff. We're looking through the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Defenders, which the book now is they've done that. They have made the Defenders book, the team that's on Netflix in that TV show right now. So I'm up to 90 in Marvel, so I got it. You guys got anything? Well, I got uh, Punisher the Platoon, with his, which is Ennis that, coming back to Punisher. Yeah. And I think he's kind of admitted this is just sort of a way for him to sneak in a Vietnam story. Mm-hmm. But it's him and Goran Parlov doing the art again. You know, they kind of did the Barracuda story. 
you know, during Ennis' Punisher run that is great. So I'm really looking forward to this. Even if it's just a straight-up war story, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but that's something they never really exper- explored a lot with the Punisher, you know, as outside of the that, Outside of the Bourne, Bourne miniseries, right. yeah. I think, probably. And, yeah. You know, there were references to it during Ennis' run, especially towards the end. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, just a straight war story. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Punisher, Frank Castle, is not the same man during the war as he is after the war because of the event that changed his life is right. after he comes yeah, back right. from the war. So I'm hoping they don't make him too much like uh, they see. show that differentiation in there that was character. A, there was a little bit of that in Bourne. So okay. I'm like, don't be shocked if that's in here. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was the events after that that mm-hmm. framed him. Yeah, and just looking a little bit at the Marvel collectible stuff, don't. there's a really nice... Uh, I'm going back to the collectibles. There's a really nice looking Moon Knight statue. That I tell you what, below, mm-hmm. below that, bucks. below that is an amazing looking oh. Black Panther. <laughs> that, that is this amazing. The detail, the Vanta Black thing. variant, it absorbs 99 percent of light. <laughs> right. Because I've never seen a darker figure. <laughs> right. That's all right up there with the posters that they put up for sale, and they don't show you the image of the know, poster right? that you're going to buy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Image not and, available. Yeah. And they've done the same thing. Next page with the Marvel Mini Mates Black Panther mm-hmm. box set. Which is twenty five dollars again with mini mates that you don't know what they look like, nope. but go ahead and get them. Get trust them. us, yeah. exactly. And again, these are movie characters we've seen now. These I know there's trailers, trailers yeah. like there's merchandise and yeah. you know, advertising. It's mm-hmm. like why not show these? Or yeah, at least something close. And the other, the other thing that I really like what Marvel's doing as far as merchandise, there's none that I see on those pages. Is uh, people a lot of time would like to have a statue or a nice figure, you know, but they don't want to spend one hundred fifty, two hundred, three hundred dollars. Marvel and DC both are doing the their gallery figures. They're casting, you know, plastic or vinyl. They run, you know, the full retail on those forty five dollars. You know, it's a nice like six scale, you know, six scale figure, mm-hmm. maybe 10, 12 mm-hmm. inches tall. They look great on your shelf and you don't have to spend a ton of money. So I'm just want to laud both of those companies for doing that, you know, that they can make a nice looking collectible that, you know, I understand toys, but I don't like. Right. to display stuff that have joints visible I, I like statues so to do that and give it a you know an affordable alternative i i'm really high on that that's great on page uh, 89 if you want to be mike's customer of the month right. pick up the <laughs> infinity gauntlet box set slipcase yes. for a mere 500 dollars retail that's he will right. he will and definitely maybe give you a parking fan. spot for the month i might yeah i so, might do yeah. that and if you're a real fan you'll buy two two and, and leave it in the shrink wrap <laughs> one of them Wonder i mean it is it is kind of a ludicrous price point uh-huh. but like i think this is something that, that will look really nice on your shelf especially oh, if you're into this yeah. story you know yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this reminds me of the masterworks box set they did a few years ago mm-hmm. which again i'm not a big marvel guy but i'm like that looks really nice that would be nice <laughs> mm-hmm. it was the first volume of several of the old silver age marvel books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it had what the in there too or something like that which oh, yeah. was the first time that was collected in the masterworks format mm-hmm. and the box that it came in looked like avengers mansion Oh, that's really cool. You know, that's and I think it came with like a, I think it was supposed to have a poster signed by Stan Lee or something with it too. Mm-hmm. But again, five hundred dollar price tag on that. It's like mm-hmm. I would really like that. That would look really cool on my shelf. I'd like to have nice copies of these books, but mm-hmm. yeah. it's like mm-hmm. that's more than my first car cost. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, uh, kind of facing this too is this uh, Marvel graphic collection box, Thor versus Hulk. Is this the first one of these they've done? Because I know no. they've done the short boxes. Right. But this looks like this is specifically designed for trades. Yeah, I don't. I've never noticed them before. You know, yeah. I thought that was kind of a neat concept. Yeah, that like, is kind of a good um, idea. My sister 
has started getting into comics a little bit, and she's buying a lot of trades, and now it's like, what does she do with them? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. And so I'm like, this is, a, I think, would be a good solution for someone mm-hmm. right. who doesn't necessarily just want to throw them on their bookshelf or, you know, it's a little more colorful than just a white short box, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, look nice. I think good middle ground, if, if one wants to go back in time and, and, and have something that looks good on your shelf, uh buying volume by volume of an omnibus you know like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. on page 91 the avengers omnibus volume volume three um features uh stories written by roy thomas uh you know john basema sal basema gene colon i mean it's uh it, it, and it would look great uh, it looks great in the catalog so back on page 92 same vein uh daredevil mark wade chris somni volume two mm-hmm. so if you miss those stories or late to the game that's something that's definitely worth reading is anybody page 93 is anybody reading the Riri Williams Iron Man stuff no no okay <laughs> yeah I mean nobody here I mean I, I sell a few you know what I mean people are reading it but not really hear anything terrific about it I think, I I think that's all I've got in Marvel okay, and I see they're re-releasing as they do leading up to a movie a lot of uh Thor collections, a lot of her uh-huh. collection, Hulk collections, you know, it's leading up to Ragnar- the Ragnarok movie, of course. So they do yeah. put a lot of those out that have been out of print for a while. So if you want to get caught up on some of that, it's there, you know. Yeah, so we're in the back here. I'm really looking forward to the November posters. <laughs> where we have November poster A, poster B, poster C, and poster D, all retailing for $8.99. Uh, How do they look? No idea what this is. <laughs> There's not even a theme. There's a legacy poster underneath, right? Um, <laughs> which is thirty four ninety nine. So I can't imagine it's the same mm-hmm. poster, right? So yeah, I'm really looking forward so to those. Why, why, Dan? Why would you buy a poster? Uh, what would you be buying a poster for? <laughs> there, the you know, silence. The, it's <laughs> cool. I like yeah. posters. Yeah. The image. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. buying it for the image, that, right? So I still have posters from the 80s. That, no, yeah. I was oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Poster of the Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. Oh, I used to absolutely. have that poster. Yes, oh, I know yeah. exactly the one you're talking about. But that's the, that's all I was getting at. Is just yeah, like, exactly. really, if you're going to sell a poster, you're not even going to sell advertise yeah show the poster if even if it's not done why not show me the artist concept sketch exactly you know show like a rough version put art not final Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see that multiple times throughout this catalog yeah but like you know you say just to not even say what the poster is not even a theme i know it's not like it's poster a literally is is what it is this a legacy poster (laughs) yeah you know that's worse is it it black panther is it ragnarok like what right what is it anybody but deadpool anybody but deadpool Deadpool, oh crap it's deadpool (laughs) yeah yeah, but he's funny. Like, who would buy no. this? <laughs> back of the book? Oh, back to the big, back, big Yeah, back gotcha. of the book. The okay. back of the book. The other publishers, I guess. Or the, oh, yeah, yes, the small. The, the small ones. Small. Page 246. And actually, the big ad on 247, though. Uh, Motor Girl. Okay, uh, Terry yeah, Moore. Terry Moore. Is, I've read the first trade on that. It is terrific. Got a girl comes back from the war. PTSD. How she copes with that. Um, the first issue, I was a little bit, I don't know. And then by the end, I was I was in. You were in. So, okay. yeah, it's right up there. Uh, Rachel Rising before that. Um, it's terrific. I never read Strangers in Paradise, but apparently Motor. this is the final issue on Motor Girl, so the second yeah. trade should be soon because he's apparently going back to Strangers in Paradise. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got some in the back room here at Campus Comics in Carbill, Illinois. If you want to check out some Strangers in Paradise. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. <laughs> there are. So yes, there are. We can hook you up. There, there you go. So yeah. If I don't buy them first. <laughs> Uh-oh. 
it's down between Atchison and Scott. Uh, you you can have them. I have some, and I'm just not going to read them, so I don't know. It doesn't seem like my thing, but. Uh, well, but. moving into Archie, we have, uh, looks like they're starting a monthly of Jughead the Hunger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which was a kind of a fun one-shot from a while back. Uh, I don't know if I need a monthly right. of this or if it will be monthly, if it's going to be more of an afterlife with Archie Sabrina's schedule. Mm, yeah, which um, is what? <laughs> whenever, I guess. <laughs> whenever they want to. Afterlife is, I guess, whenever Francesco Francavilla has a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's the thing that always surprised me about the Archie horror stuff. When you think Archie horror, you think like Scooby-Doo. Right. It is not no, that. No, no, you know, This no. is hard. This yeah. is hard, straight-up horror. You know, yeah. so anybody that's yeah. been put it's, on it is, by It's that. much more Walking Dead than it is Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> I tried a, a copy of um, an issue of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And while I liked it, I just don't know if my mind could wrap itself around the concept. I'd, mm-hmm. Um it was good writing and everything, but yeah, I'm en- I'm enjoying the afterlife with Archie. I think yeah. it's a fun concept. They're doing some fun things with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is not you know cartoony old school Archie, you right? Know, it's not for the kids necessarily. Mm-hmm. Can we tangent? Is it allowable? Or since we're so new, do we have like an exploration? Of <laughs> let me start. What's the, let me start the turn the the timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need a timer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> just real quick, I just wanted to ask everyone uh, if anyone here is actually watching the River Riverdale series on CW. I watched the first episode on Netflix and could not get into it, so I just stopped. Mm-hmm. I I have not seen any of it. I haven't have either. Did? I've had it highly recommended to me by people. Yeah, you know, but I have not checked it out. I've, I've heard people say after like three or four, it gets better, but I just didn't make it that far. Mm-hmm. I, Matt, sorry, Matt, Matt Martin, who I was talking, you know, may join us from time to time. He is our hardcore Archie guy for the current stuff that's going on. He loves it, you know. But again, he views it just like we're saying about the horror stuff. You know, this isn't Archie at its core. This no. is like another thing. You know, what, what I, I mean? like. And I'll say that I was like you, Scott. I, I watched one, the first episode, just to see what it would be like. And it, I, I, I couldn't get into it. But my wife and my daughter, and I, I've got a wife and three daughters. I No sons, you know, so I get my fair dose of estrogen. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, if, if they like it, mm-hmm. and if they'll spend time, I'm definitely going to sit down and watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, then it's a family event. We can talk about it. And it has just enough dose. Someone, I, I can't claim the uh, uh, that I came up with this comparison, but it does have a dose of Twin Peaks to it. It's yeah. got that weirdness, mm-hmm. that uh, sort of very um, dark tone, and yet it's still got the C-dub, you know, guys and gals that look like they're right. you know they're just models but right pretty people it, in big dark houses yeah exactly <laughs> much 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 like everyone here recording tonight exactly yeah. just, just for the listeners <laughs> just for the listeners like a cw because you can't see us just to put just, a visual yeah. that's I, why this just is put that out there exactly i yeah we're yeah because i have Perfect a i have a face for radio yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> pay oh page no, uh, 288 um, the uh, Game of Thrones comic book adaptions were actually pretty good. Hmm. So, and they're resoliciting those. Uh, Bantram, uh, Spectra. Um, so, if you're into Game of Thrones and want to, you know, revisit the first book in comic book form, those are pretty good. You know, I did that with uh, the Dark Tower. I, I was, I am a big fan of the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, and it did allow the comic uh, medium allowed for uh, exploration into 
what you knew were stories within between chapters and, and it was very well done uh, Jay Lee did most of the art um, I just don't know that I could absorb another um, version of Game of Thrones and keep anything straight so I'll probably wait until the series on TV is done you know, I'll finish the books as far as they've gotten and maybe then go back and get these comics. And they're only do, they've only done the first book, and apparently they have no plans to continue with any of the other books gotcha. on that series. I don't, I don't really follow Game of Thrones, but wasn't Dynamite doing an edit, like a licensed version a few years ago? Maybe closer to this time is, the show This is the, um, tr- the hardcovers of that series. Oh, is that what that mm-hmm. is? Yes, okay. yes. It's the Tommy Patterson art, and um, yeah, so it's actually pretty good with, uh, oh, it's a Miller who does the covers. They're really... And when it's not Alex Ross doing the covers, I can't think of the guy's name, his first name. But, uh, yeah, but it, it's that same series. Okay. Just It's just different publisher for the hardcovers. Okay. Page uh, 317. Actually, I got something back on okay. 294 real quick under Boom. They are doing Kong yes. on the Planet of the Apes number one. Oh, yeah. Now, King Kong what? versus Planet of the Apes sounds amazing. Yes. Bigger, bigger concept, though, is just putting Kong in different crossovers, which I hope continues, mm-hmm. because someday I want Kong versus Predator, Big Game Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so getting that. Yeah. Well, you got to pitch it, Dan. You know those creator-owned things, licensed. Is Kong is Kong a public domain character, or is he? I can't imagine. I can't. Right yeah, Thirty. I guess that's true. Well, I mean, it's what seventy something years. Seventy. I can't remember what the actual number of years is, but right. His first it's, movie it's was ex- in 33. Yeah, but I believe it's X amount of years after the creator passed. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Because that's you're the right. thing. You know, you've had Disney kind of rewrite copyright laws. Oh, yeah. We'll see that again in about 20 years. Thank you, Sonny Bono. <laughs> uh, so, right. um, Page 317. Um, for young readers, Bone, the complete volume. Yeah, uh, soft cover. Plus, if they're in school, they can read it for Accelerated Reader. So they can read comic books for school, and you can't go wrong there. That's good, solid stuff. Uh, on 322, under the uh, Dynamite section, they've been doing some James Bond books. Uh, I got the first few off a of friend. I wasn't blown away by them. Uh, there's this Sol- James Bond Solstice one-shot coming out. I'm kind of interested in that. I'm not, I can't really say why. Maybe just because <laughs> it's a one-and-done. But mm-hmm. that's something I'm kind of interested in. They're also doing a Felix Leiter. Well, they're doing a hardcover of the miniseries they did by James Robinson. And then there's uh, another James Bond kill chain by Andy Diggle. I forget what a Bond guy you are. <laughs> I'm up to I'm up to 381. Let's see so. what do we got. I just had to pause there uh, on page 328 uh, with Elvira, oh, yeah. Mistress <laughs> of the Dark, Spectral Switchboard. Not a Ouija board. No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. But. Strangely compelling. <laughs> I mean, uh, who didn't buy? You re- do you remember when House of Mystery became Elvira's House of Mystery? Uh, I've got a couple random issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was during you know it was about it the the swan song of uh, House of Mystery, but mm-hmm. um, th- that has a, a special place in my heart. I think. Is it your heart? On page uh, 394, Paper Cuts is offering a Gumby collection. Uh, Most people are probably going to scoff at that, but there is a very nice history of Gumby in comic books. Hmm. They've had some really nice, creative, fun stories. Uh, I've had some big names like Art Adams and different guys work on them over the years. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So don't pass up Gumby. Back on 381, uh, this is actually a place where the catalog is incorrect because I was going to plug this 
the second issue of The Tick, back from uh-huh. New England Comics. Right. They got Douglas, I can't pronounce his last name. This is a guy I tried to get his last name before the podcast. I'm going to say Pazwicky. Yeah. Um, he normally does a comic called Arsenic Lullabies. He's, oh, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of those guys that, like, he doesn't cross the line, but he walks up to the line and hammers it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> um, but it's always, it's really, really entertaining. And uh, he was doing the, all of the art for tick number one, and for some reason he's no longer on tick number two, So, mm. um, which is a big bummer for me. So uh, I met him at a convention years ago. Arsenic Lullaby does cross the line for me. <laughs> Throwing that out there. Just so you and know. That's a pretty far line. <laughs> Page uh, 434 is where I'm at next. I I just stopped at this, uh, the, the um, Batman 66, or the Batman classic TV series Resin Busts. Um, I think those look pretty good. They're those nice. look so good. Uh, it reinforces my desire to not buy statues <laughs> because I will buy all of those and I will be eating ramen. <laughs> so typically, as a rule, uh, I, mean, I don't pick up statues, but how the, how yeah, these look the, amazing. You have the bust of the pharaoh. Oh yeah, yeah King Tut, King you know, Tut, Victor Buono, yeah. yeah, King yeah. Tut. And for and for the price point on those things, they are really nice likenesses. There's just been a couple of misses. Unfortunately, one of them was the Frank Gorshin Riddler. They didn't quite get Gorshin down, but it's still, I mean, there's no denying who it is, but right. it's not. Some of them are so spot on, you know, but. Very nice. So, yep. okay, so 434, somebody explained to me when Ninjak became Ninja K. That's well, what I want to know. Uh, if, Matt, know. if Matt were here. He, we oh, would yeah. know the answer he, to yeah, that. Okay. Right. Yeah. okay. Yeah. He got mad at him a couple of months ago. I got to get the dig in and said, don't order Valiant for me this month. It lasted about a week. (laughs) Order all those books. You know, everybody here is laughing because we know Matt. (laughs) Poor Matt's not here to defend himself. That's right. He quits stuff more than any guy I've ever known. This is recorded, by the way. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Where did... Where, where did you leave off, Scott? I was at 434. But, I'm at uh, 431, and I'm doing my darndest to keep up here, but I just uh, had to pause here for Jack Kirby, collector number 50. Uh, uh-huh. you, know, mm-hmm. um, you know, John Morrow. It's, it, you really can't go wrong when, when, when they put together things like that, and it, it's very appropriate being just a week or two past the, uh, the 100th birthday, birthday of the yeah. king. Yeah. I just got the Kirby 100 book, and it's, uh, it's really good. Really, really good. So. Yeah, if you're a Kirby fan, if you haven't checked out the Jack Kirby Collector, you're doing right. yourself a disservice. Mm-hmm. There's so much original pencil art in that yeah. magazine; it's amazing. It's a great resource for Kirby fans. Mm-hmm. And as a general rule, anything from Tomorrow's Publishing is good. Yeah, yeah. On that same page, does anybody recognize the outline here of this Marvel Crisis. Comics in the 1980s? <laughs> it looks like Crisis, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Super, just the outline of Superman holding just Super minus Girl. the capes, right? Right. Yeah. Interesting. That's got to be. Is that supposed to be uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey? You know, that, that, that's that could a good thing. That could well. be, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's also as close as they're going to get to without, you know, threatening litigation. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. I thought, hmm. Uh, right. 476 is where I'm at in the magazine section. Yeah, I'm I don't actually. Know if anybody in, still has anything to bring up in the. Nope. No, I'm actually in back into 604. Is, yeah, so go. Uh, there's a solicitation for Comic Shop News. Uh, I don't know if the store has ever carried that. I feel like maybe they did years ago at the old location. Right, yeah. Is that something that's free for retailers, or do they have um, to shell out for that, or how does you, that you gotta work? you got to pay for it, but it's like in bundles of 25 or 50. You know, uh-huh. it's not a lot of money, so I can get them yeah. you know, and have them in here. It's not a problem. Yeah. It might be nice just to do that and kind of throw them yeah, in. Yeah, it's a nice thing to bags. read on the John. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 
T-M-I. Well, I'm going to pause at uh, 514 here because, again, I'm the fan of the collectible stuff here. And there's a really nice classic Supergirl statue by Tweeterhead. who's becoming one of my uh, favorite collectibles companies. You know, a little bit pricey, but not... You know, other statue retailers, $500, $600 price. Right. You're looking at $250 for a really nice six-scale statue. And it's just, they, you know, their uh, paint apps are beautiful. They're just really amazing. So I'm really going to start uh, giving some tweeter heads some business, have some stuff theirs in the store all the time. And that is the... Um that is the 70s costume of Supergirl, yes. and that's mm-hmm. probably my favorite. With right. The S on the left over her chest, over mm-hmm. her left chest. Uh, that is, yeah, chest area. <laughs> her left chest. Yeah, I, I was trying so hard to avoid <laughs> the area. I just landed. Uh, but that, oh. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's nice. So, Swinging on back to page 490, I just want to bring up something real quick. Uh, Geek Chic page here is offering a... Marvel Punisher tactical vest replica. <laughs> now this is this appears to be a bulletproof vest with the uh, Punisher logo on it. Is anyone buying this thinking that this is an actual bulletproof <laughs> vest <laughs> and that they're going to go out and fight crime? Uh, I would hope not. Because I, I think PSA here. Yeah, it's like probably not. Yeah, it's yeah. like the capes yeah. that came with the little thing. This cape will not allow wearer to fly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks cool uh, for your rap shoot. <laughs> I don't know. Don't wear this into the night. Thinking yeah. you'll avenge your family. Right. I'm I'm up to six oh four. I'm I'm practically to the next to last page. I think so. I, okay. I'm I'm if I only get one more plug or a request or wherever this goes. Into you plug the as many as you want. Yeah. I I have always wanted to collect like models and and scaled replicas of um you know movie uh you know everything from X wings or you know you know, the Millennium Falcon, things like that. But I, why hasn't anyone created a Justice League satellite? That classic mm. satellite, or even something, you know, one of the newer models of the Watchtower version, you know. Uh, I, know. I just can't imagine. It sounds like a great Hallmark or, Hallmark ornament. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but my, my wife will yeah, yeah, keep yeah. the tree up here. Right, you know? right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's some companies that do some surprising yeah. things. It is weird. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a good point. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah, yeah that is weird. I mean, a, we've already had a couple of different companies do Bottled City of Candors. <laughs> right. You know right, what I mean? Right. But we don't have a yeah. Justice League satellite. Right. That, yeah. Good point. Uh, on 529 in the Funko section, we've got Marvel's uh, Lockjaw plush. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a neat little plush <laughs> of the dog Lockjaw. I don't know how I feel about the Inhuman show that's coming up. Yeah. I'm kind of um, on the fence. I'm I definitely don't think, on the fence. I don't think the IMAX premiere had a very good reception. Uh-huh. I don't. Uh, the Lockjaw plush looks really fun, though. You know, it's a silly, you know, dog character, a Kirby character. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat seeing, you know, something I read growing up that I thought, oh, this will never be a mainstream kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, having, it. like, a TV show and it is. I, I just and We've stuff. had this con- Dan and I have had this conversation a lot, as you know, just how picky and critical fans are these days. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? It's just like, you know, 
guy my age, the you know, cutting edge was the Lou Ferrigno the Hulk Incredible stuff. Hulk you stuff, yeah, I, or the yeah. Spider-Man so show. The, or... Oh, that was the best stuff we could hope for, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this it's is truly... Just, it's, an, it's an embarrassment of riches now is, for yeah. geeks. Absolutely. You know, but you, it's also where they're the most critical about uh-huh. this stuff. Because this isn't like we were talking you know, earlier. Like, this isn't my Superman. This yeah. isn't yeah. my... You know, instead of wanting to see the character move forward, they just want to lock it in time and have that same version right. and, and how's that interesting? And we probably wouldn't have these characters showing up if Warner Brothers didn't own rights to the X-Men and Marvel needed something else to push in place of the X-Men. So mm-hmm. that's why we get the Inhumans being pushed. Right. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, again, in the Funko section, they've solicited some uh, Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. I saw those. Funkos, got you marked for them. Which I'm all about. I'm a yeah. big Misty. I gave to the Kickstarter. You're welcome. That wasn't Netflix that brought it back to you. Yeah. He's, he's wearing the shirt I'm right now, the by the way. i shirt from the Kickstarter. Um, I'm pretty selective with Pops. I get the DC box, subscription box they do, and then I'll buy them as souvenirs on trips. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd be buying them all the time. Mm-hmm. So, But I think I'm going to bend the rules and get these uh, Tom Servo and Crow pops they're doing. And uh, see another in the pop section, of course, the first uh, wave of the DuckTales, which is quite the thing with a certain age group of which we're very customer heavy here, you know, so there's <laughs> people all about the DuckTales pops and Uncle Scrooge and all that stuff, so those are in there. On 559, they've got a, a DC Comics Kai Art, Arts Kai Harley Quinn. Um, does anybody? Do anybody get these? No, really. I've, I've never like, even seen one in person. I've I seen some think. at other stores and mm-hmm. things like that, and they are they're really cool designs. They look like nice figures. Mm-hmm. It is three hundred dollars, right? So yeah. it's probably so not that. probably not on my list, right? But they are kind of cool concepts they come up with for some of these characters. We've got sort of a evil nurse Harley here that's kind of neat. Gotcha. But I don't know what the market is for that. Really, yeah, I'm not sure. It's probably about the same as it. And, and it is it is available only in the Western Hemisphere. Okay, so keep well, that in mind if yeah. you're traveling abroad. Yes, <laughs> if you're catching this from Japan, then uh, yeah. <laughs> well, has anybody else got anybody, it? Anybody want to talk about some questionable statues that they don't show? No. Yeah, <laughs> right. Here's a statue, but we're not going to. I got. Show like, so I got you. one thing on 604. Is my last thing. So. Okay. Let's head there. Real quick, on 573, there is a Ninja Turtles Krang statue, which is sort of the old-school cartoon version of him where he's in the belly of his cyborg suit. And I'm not sure if this is specifically from something. It says it's just based on James Jean's illustration. I assume that was a cover or something, but... That's probably the coolest version of that robot body I've ever seen. The yeah. toy when I was a kid did not look that cool, right? <laughs> you know, so I probably didn't I, cost that either. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you at, Scott? Six oh six oh four. I'm like I said, I'm at the end. So if you guys okay. got anything for five, the end, five ninety three so. MST buttons, pins, oh, oh, collectible yeah. pins. I'm buying that. those go, too. Yeah. I've had a drought of MST for 17 years. I'm going to be bringing He's making up. up for it now. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> 596, Spider-Man Homecoming Adult Fabric Mask. Okay. It seems oh, like kind of a no-brainer kind of thing. Why haven't they made these kind of items as merchandise <laughs> for true. superhero fans? Because they all make their own. Oh, that's the thing. Cosplay is such a big part yeah. of the community mm-hmm. anymore. And again, it's sixteen dollars. Yeah, well, it's cheap. Probably, yeah. it's probably not movie quality. No, well, yeah, no. But if you just want to run around the house with Spider-Man mask, <laughs> yeah. When I was know. ten years old, if I could have got that, <laughs> yeah, I would have been all right. over that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, while you guys are looking at six oh four, 
uh, under the games Marvel Marvel Code Names. I don't know if how many people have played Code Names before, but it's actually a really really fun game. You can have a group of people who aren't gamers, and they can actually sit down and enjoy it. I won't go through the details of how to play the game, but now they got cards that are based completely on Marvel characters, which is kind of neat. So if you're familiar with code names, and there's also one for Disney characters, but I'm definitely more interested in the Marvel code names version than. Yeah, the, I haven't uh, heard of this before. Is it, this just a card game? It's not. It's it's a it's a tile based game. You break up into two teams. No matter how many people you have, you can play with you know three to three hundred. Break up two teams. You give a clue, a a word, and a number, and they have to associate um, how many of the tiles on the board are based off of your clue and the team that knocks out all of their tiles for the other team wins. It's hmm. it's really really simplistic. You can learn it really really quick. Pretty fast paced. But it's pretty fast paced, but yeah, but you can uh, it's it's actually a pretty fun game. I'll bring it for us to try. We can I'm do in. it. Okay. It's like I said, it's a it's a 10 minute game and you can play multiple times, but it's this is this is fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this version no of the game. It's complex rules. It doesn't No, it's like. not super difficult. So it's, so if you like games and like I said large or small group, it's something to look into. Um, Code names alone plus this particular version. I only have one thing to comment on in this area, uh, the and it's obviously for intended for ages 17 and up. It's the Suicide Squad Joker <laughs> Razor Letter Opener. <laughs> and I, I'm waiting. I am just I can't wait for someone to get sued over that. I feel like so, there's yeah. a lot of merchandise being marketed as letter openers now, too. Yeah, right. You know what I well, mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be ordering a few because people told me they want them of the Wonder Woman's God Killer Sword. Oh, is yeah. a letter opener, too. Hmm. So I've probably oh, cool. got a few of those coming in. You know, they're $25 retail on them. You know, it's right. nice. They're about, now, yes. On that solicitation, too, doesn't it also point out not cannot be sharpened? <laughs> well, let's read it. All right, folks. When you're Gotham City's most notorious supervillain, you do everything in psychotic style, even opening your mail. Inspired by the Joker from Suicide Squad, this purple razor-shaped letter opener from the Noble Collection lets you add a touch of the Clown Prince of Crime's crazy charisma to what's normally a tedious chore. The die-cast opener is intended for ages 17 and up and cannot be sharpened. Yep, there, there you go. Bingo. There's the big, yeah. Yep. I, I've heard that after Skyfall came out, the James Bond film, there's the scene where Money Penny shaves him with an old-school razor like this, that there has been an increase in sale in these really? types of razors since then. It was all about the razor. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like... If, if I was if I was gonna buy this, I'd want to shave with it. Yeah, I shave with a razor. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if why else would I gonna buy this? Do I get that much, that many letters? I need this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mature level reminds me of something I heard before, where you know the disclaimer for mature readers only, but don't let that stop you. Right. <laughs> exactly. All it's right. Do, so we all good? Yep. Any last any last things in the catalog? Not for me. Uh, probably the unquotable Trump they have featured here, but I don't know if we need to get <laughs> into all that. That's a whole other show, probably. All right. All right. Well, I guess we good. Wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. So if you want, I wanna... guess we're good to go. So uh, that'll be it for this this podcast. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, this is Mike um, here at Campus Comics. The we're here at retail stores located in Carbondale, Illinois, eight sixteen East Main Street. Sweet B, phone number 618-457-6011. Contact us through Facebook. Message me there. We've got a Facebook page there. Just go in and like it, please, and uh, follow it. We've got some upcoming events for Batman Day, and that's how you get a hold of me.
All right, uh, Scott Reed, uh, Berg Comics. You can reach me at bergcomics.com. Email address admin at bergcomics.com. Also find me on Facebook, like the page, and uh, I'll be at several conventions starting uh, early next year. So I'll we'll start sharing those later in the here in the near future. Uh, Dan, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at detective six five one. The actual numbers. Uh, you can also check out the blog I post very infrequently on anymore <laughs> of detective six five one dot wordpress. And Mike Atchison. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Atchison. <laughs> Any way that we can differentiate between Mike's here. Um, and I'm sorry. I had to cheat and look at my Twitter account to see what my handle was because I have maybe uh, seven, what, 17 followers. Blowing them, blowing it away. Well, maybe here. you'll get a few uh, more. But I'm Mike Atchison at Mike Atchison 5.